weird, obscure, impossibly unsafe. I'm Melissa. I'm Anne-Marie. And my name is Jacob. And uh, I wanted to invite... Uh, I wanted to invite a little guest into our conversation for just a few moments. Uh, and that guest's name is Jokes. Welcome, Jokes. Jake brings jokes. Uh, I found this great, wholesome little list from Reader's Digest Canada uh, called 75 Short Jokes Anyone Can Remember. What's joke 69? Can you read that one? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay, actually, yeah, I'll scroll down to 69. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Joke number 69 on Reader's Digest Canada's 75 jokes that anyone can remember. Nice. Why did the nurse need a red pen at work? Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. In case she needed to draw blood. Oh, <laughs> I thought it might have to do something with a needle, but I was like, why would she pretend a pen is a needle? What good would that do? But that's, it's a joke. Yeah, it is a joke because jokes is our friend and jokes is here. But now we can say, you know, jokes, you can hang around, but we're going to, we're going to go on without you for a little bit. Thank you, jokes. Thank you. I feel like I've just been holding my breath the entire week and also that like each day was just just, like time loop and we finally have been able to break free from it (laughs) and the outcome was better than expected (laughs) at the beginning (laughs) thankfully. It was nice to be pleasantly surprised for once rather than shocked horrified and um Full of dread right yeah. yes 100 yeah. yeah i mean you know is the best possible best case scenario uh for this situation like i'm not i'm not like super stoked on a, on biden as like a candidate but i am super stoked on watching donald trump cry yes me too i Same. it gives me a lot of joy <laughs> to see him go and also, my favorite story <laughs> from the weekend, I'm sure a lot of people already know this, but did you see the Four Seasons thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that, was, phenomenal. that was the icing on the cake that was yesterday. Phenomenal. <laughs> oh. So for those who don't know, uh, Trump, the Trump campaign was supposed to hold a press conference or they did hold a press conference and trump tweeted out that it would be held at the four seasons hotel in philadelphia (laughs) and then he had to delete it and re and 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 write something else and it turned out that they had booked this parking lot four seasons landscaping which is apparently this parking lot of this landscaping company Apparently, it sits right in between a sex toy shop and a crematorium. What What I don't understand is, like, I don't know, just thinking back to, say, like, when we were planning our wedding and, like, looking for places to hold events. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain things, like, that are on websites or forums you fill out. How the hell did they get from Four Seasons Hotel to this? <laughs> Well, have you distracted yourself from reality uh, or plunged yourself further into reality via the experience of horror and dread on film recently? Um, Yes. Yeah, I definitely feel like my intake of movies this week went up a lot, which is saying something. (laughs) Melissa, what have you watched? um, I started rewatching X-Files again which has been nice because that's just something that like those are the conspiracy theories I like the one Mm -hmm. where it's like there's a there's a man who's actually a um he's actually an ancient human but somehow he's surviving in like the streets of New York City and just like swinging from tree to tree or from building to building um but just stuff like that is it's wonderful just to not think and just be like oh 
you go, Mulder. And then Scully just <laughs> comes in there with her te- science and technology and just reasons with Mulder. And he's just science. I, I was going to say, rather than like, you know, QAnon conspiracies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although that, I feel like that's not too far from. No, it's bad. Yeah. QAnon's bad. Yeah. Oh, the X-Files stuff is, it's usually just like, there's something going on that the government is covering up but it's like usually alien related or like testing of dna related and like combining alien dna with human dna to create super children and then everything else is like that's the overarching story but then there's the monster of the week stuff which is mm-hmm. chef's kiss Blah. Nice. Does it ever move does X-Files ever move away from the monster of the week cuz i i've only watched the first season and a half or so and it's all very like this week we're investigating this thing um no it does that throughout like that's that's kind of like there's an overarching story for the most part like dana gets pregnant but then is it like an alien that like she was she was abducted like that whole thing um um i didn't know this you gotta keep watching you only saw the first season gotta keep watching um but the Monster of the Week episodes are way better than the, the overarching story, I used to say. I like them better. <laughs> Anna Marie, what have you what have you been watching? Um I've watched a lot, but I won't go into all of them. Um so I actually just finished watching All the Colors of the Dark, which is um a Giallo movie from nineteen seventy-two. Um with Sergio Martino hmm. uh directed it. And I, so I was inspired to watch it because, um, Melissa, you listened to Shockwaves, right? When that was, or I know I told you about it. Oh yeah, I listen. I used to listen to it like all the time and then I just kind of like forgot about it and then I went back to it and I saw they hadn't really posted any new episodes for a long time. Yeah, there was some, I think some stuff that happened. Um, but, but Rebecca McKendry and Elra Kane kind of went and did their own thing and they have this um new podcast called colors of the dark that's the name is based off of this movie um and they do Uh, a bunch of they talk about like deep cuts and um like just an appreciation of all kinds of horror rather than like just canon um but it's really good anyway so i watched that and it's wild (laughs) um it's about this uh this woman who experienced like couple traumatic things and started having these nightmares and um like waking nightmares of this man stalking her um so her fiance is like here take these vitamins quote-unquote vitamins um and her sister is like oh go to the psychiatrist and then she meets this other woman who's like her neighbor in the apartment and she's like no those things won't work actually come to the satanic cult ritual (laughs) and all your fears will disappear um, and then it just kind of like goes wild after that. It's really good um, and actually really scary. And the cinematography is uh, speaking of Chef's Kiss. It is, yeah, it is very beautiful. I, I only speaking caught... of Chef's Kiss. <laughs> that's what you said. I just like how that's all. Yeah, keep going, Jake. What were you saying? Oh, I was just gonna say I caught like the last fifteen minutes of it, and it was very, uh, very well shot. It's worth it for the opening sequence, I would say. I would go back hmm. and watch it. Yeah, we, we should. Very cool. One other thing I do want to mention is I watched Videodrome recently because I had Liam O'Donnell from Cinepunks on my Philosophy and Theology and Religious Studies podcast called PTR, which if you don't know it, go look it up. It's PTR. P is in philosophy. T is in theology. R is in religious studies. Is that what it stands for? I just never knew. It originally stood for the post-structuralist tent revival, but then people couldn't uh, spell it or (sighs) would put spaces in the wrong places or dashes. Um, So that became kind of a branding nightmare. So I just shortened it to PTR and pretended that it stood for philosophy, theology, religious studies. Wow, that was convenient. That you It was extremely convenient. Yeah. Switch over like that. So I had Liam on to talk about Videodrome. So I bought the uh, Criterion Blu-ray specifically for this episode. And I'll just say it is definitely worth worth the investment. Um, the Cronenberg commentary is awesome. Uh, the film is 
so good it's it's such a good movie um have you seen that melissa i haven't um i'm still trying to like i, I listen i've told you about like i listened to this podcast called uh, evolution of horror and i'm still mm-hmm. like trying to catch up with like the occult section and the next one's body horror okay and that i'm saving it but yes i have when not you, seen it when you get to it videodrome is like if i had to recommend only one Cronenberg movie to somebody to sort of stand for like what his whole career is about. I would say Videodrome, I think. Yeah. I think that was the first Cronenberg that I had ever seen. And like at that point I was like, yep, like I'm going to, I'm going to continue this. (laughs) Um, It's really good. Today, I am following my uh, Mammoth Cave System beat, and I'm talking about crawlers. Whoa. I don't know what that is. I'm excited. But I this cave system really got me riled up last time, so I, I'm excited. Yeah, I feel like nothing good can come from the Mammoth Cave System. Caves have done nothing for us. That's not <laughs> true. Some of the some of the rock formations and stuff in there are beautiful. We were oh, just we were just in the mammoth cave system looking at the stalactites. That's true, but nothing that emerges from the darkness of the caves. They've got <laughs> bats. They've got like goblin demons. They've got um, they've got those glowworms like in New Zealand. Wait, did you, I'm sorry. Did you say goblin demons? Yeah, like in the, the second thing. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, actually, so, um, well, Jake, I don't know if you want to. Well, is this about the descent? Also, I have a theory that Midnight Meat Train, that's like connected to the descent. I love, I have not thought about Midnight Meat Train in years. I I made my family watch it. Like for my, my family has a movie night where, with my brothers and we watch different movies and I always choose a horror and I made them watch Midnight Meat Train because I don't know what it is about it, but I watch that movie like four times a year. I find it so entertaining. <laughs> it's really I good. It. I was it's really not that great. <laughs> well, I mean, for a horror movie starring Bradley Cooper, yes. It definitely takes like an interesting twist turn that I never expected. Suddenly he's like fighting a goblin or something. (laughs) Yeah, I was not expecting the ending. I put off watching that movie for so long because of the title. I'm like, so anything that involves a meat train, meat train, I (laughs) I just don't want anything to do with that. Well, this is actually pretty. So the descent, which you're connecting midnight meat train to, um, is pretty relevant for today, actually. Oh, neat. Well, why don't we get into it? Tell us about the crawlers. Let's do it. Before I get started, I would like to cite my sources. First is a YouTube video called Crawlers, the world's strangest cryptid by the channel Debunk File. Um, The main source of my information was a Reddit community entirely devoted to crawler sightings called r slash crawler sightings. I also looked at the nationalcryptidsociety.org and after I completed a bunch of research, I listened to The Cryptid Keeper, episode 141. Uh, It's a podcast on cryptids. It's great. You should go listen to it. Um, And it turns out we're going to cover a lot of the same ground as them Uh, because by the time I did my research and listened to their podcast, it was too late. I invested too much in it, but I'm going to try to avoid telling the exact same stories as them. I'm going to tell a couple of the same stories because they're important, but okay. So a crawler is a kind of cryptid. It has long limbs, pale skin. It's humanoid up to eight feet tall. And the most terrifying thing is that when it wants to move around, it gets down on all fours and just crawls really fast. Ah, the crawlers crawl. Yeah. But like, I don't know what it is about it. Like, I think whenever I see like a human get on all fours and then run, like run, like it's very creepy. It's very like, uh, it does, it does something like primal to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't quite tell whether it's human or animal. 
Yeah, and I was going to say, too, like, if something has extra long limbs when it's crawling and they kind of stick out like that, that's, like, okay. what spiders look like. Yeah. So that's creepy like in another like way. Arachnid. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a combination of, like, human arachnid kind of, yeah. yeah. It really sounds like those things from The Descent. Yeah. Well, and it comes out at night. And they can also make noises like hissing, chittering, whispering, and human-like screams. So it's also called the night crawler sometimes. It's sometimes called a skin crawler. Um, it's often confused with a different cryptid that's honestly even weirder, in my opinion, called the Fresno night crawler, which basically is just like a derpy looking, like two legged thing. And it's mostly legs and a little head. Um, Does it <laughs> I have arms? <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't do research. Oh. I didn't do research on the Fresno Nightcrawler, but I did see a little bit of it while I was looking at this. Um, it's also sometimes confused with the rake, which is a um, creepy pasta, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's confused with Slenderman. Oh, throwback. Yeah. As I was doing my research on this, um, one video stuck out in particular. Um, And it's this video, I think from the UK, of this thing uh, running across the highway. It's from like a CCTV circuit. And so you see this thing run across the highway and you're like, oh, it's like a deer or a greyhound or whatever. But if you pause it, um, the joints, like the knees and ankles and stuff are, are human looking. What? Like the way the way that the legs bend are like a person, Ooh. and the head is very short and stubby, so it doesn't have like a deer neck. Um, and so, if you pause it, like right as it's jumping over the median, it its legs bend like a like a human, and its elbows are like human. So it's like not definitely not a deer. Don't and, like that. And it's moving way faster than a person could. Cause like, it's like, it's like jumping over the median and like it runs in front of a car, like across the street. Can you imagine just driving down a dark street and <laughs> seeing that shit? Oh, well that a lot of the stories are people like this thing being in the, in the middle of the road Oh, and it shows up in front of their headlights and stuff. And, Maybe that's what Caroline saw from our listeners' oh, video. <gasps> Forgot Caroline. about that. Oh man. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to we'll have to revisit that this episode. Yeah. Also, like, can you imagine being one of those people who's like, oh, just kind of recording, and then they like they're going back over it and they're like, wait a minute, and they pause and they like slowly reverse like one frame back at a time, and they're like zooming in, and when you finally kind of put it together, that would be really scary. And I imagine they're doing this in the dark too; it'd be extra spooky. <laughs> <laughs> it's mandatory to edit this <laughs> in the dark. All right, so that that video really uh, was very freaky. Um, because so you've it, seen this video, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so our listeners could go look it up right now. They could. I will. Um, we put it in the show notes. Yeah, okay. we could put the video in the show notes, and I'll also include the still picture. Okay. Because that really is upsetting. All right, so I sent you the picture um, of the still frame from the video, and as you can see, that is definitely not a deer. Yeah, yeah, I feel like the leg the legs are too long. They're too ex- they're extended too far back. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say something that maybe is gonna uh, rile some people up, but I think this looks like kind of like Frogman. Yeah, he's also bit. jumping over a guardrail. Okay, well, let me show you guys the entire <laughs> video then. It's got that ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that from a mile away. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you the link to the video and we can all watch it right now. Ready, set, go. Um, Did you see that? What? It's so fast. It looks like it's CGI. Melissa, stop. It, I'm sorry. 
Stop. I'm <laughs> the car didn't it. break and like cars see stuff and they react, don't they? I didn't see anyone reacting to anything in the video. People hit deer all the time. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, they don't react. You didn't see it. It was too fast. Yeah, it would, sort of came out of nowhere. Yeah, that is. If that's real, that's pretty spooky. I'm gonna watch it again, but I'm gonna slow it down a bit. She's inspecting it. <laughs> it just it. Um, She's really the Scully of the, yeah, <laughs> of the that's group. Fine. It's good. We need one. We do. It's just it's, very. It's Go too ahead. blurry to determine anything, which unfortunately is where most of these cryptids seem to appear, is in blurry yeah. footage. Well, I mean, because people aren't out with camera crews and like nice lenses knowing exactly where to point and shoot to get get the thing. Okay, so there's that video, which to me is very strange and uh, spooky. Um, and I'm going to read a, an encounter that was posted at the National Cryptid Society. And the title is The Pale Crawler, Large Gray Crawling Humanoid in Effingham, Illinois. Your home, Melissa. Not Effingham, but <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. Effingham. Isn't that the first episode of Black Mare? Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, you, you were just waiting. I saw you looking back and forth. You were just waiting to say I this. just No, I, it just came to me. Uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> Still, right. I will rewatch any of those episodes, but I will never rewatch that. I hated them so much. Same. I watched that episode and it took me like months and months to even go near the rest of them. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it, uh, it started with a bang. <laughs> the pale gray the pale crawler large gray crawling humanoid submitted by jade this is from 2010 in 2010 me and two friends decided uh, we were going to check out some haunted stuff around the country in effingham illinois we live in about we live about 30 minutes away from there also i don't know if i'm pronouncing that town right it might be like Effingham or something. Uh. I don't know. Uh, so anyways, forgive me. This was a typical weekend night driving out to a cemetery to respectfully explore. We were told the Casbar Cemetery. We were told that the Casbar Cemetery deep in the woods surrounded by caves outside of, outside of Effingham, Effingham, I don't know, was a really good place. The night begins. We head to town. I'm just going to say town. We head to town and stop for sodas at a gas station and then head to the country. It's about 1 to 2 a.m., so it's dark. I see something with yellow glowing eyes off the side of the road just past the ditch in the headlights. Too short to be a deer, but too big to be a possum or a raccoon. As we get closer, it gets clearer, and I realize that I'm looking at it that what I'm looking at is skinny, hairless, and gray, human-like, but definitely not human. Crazy as hell looking thing. It was crouched down. Its arms were incredibly long. It looked like it could have been seven feet tall or bigger standing. I can feel myself getting cold and my heart race and my hair stand on the back of my neck. I kind of whispered to myself, what the fuck? And then I heard my friend Harley in the back seat shout, what the fuck is that? Complete shock and terror set in, and I can't make a sound. I'm just staring at it. By that time, we are right in front of it, passing it, and it just watches us drive by. It slinks into the dark. Then we all just start screaming, literally freaking the hell out. I was convinced it was a demon for months, but still doubted myself even seeing it, thinking my mind was playing tricks on me. We didn't even make it to the Kaz's bar that night. We went straight home. I couldn't sleep that night. Six months later, I'm, a, I'm at a different friend's house and she gets a text from her cousin. It was the trail camera picture. I went cold again. The hair on the back of my neck stood tall again. I was seeing this thing again. So the trail cam picture is this kind of famous picture of the, uh, um. the uh, 
crawler here. I'll show it to you, Melissa. It's this. Oh, okay, I think I've seen that before. I think I don't think it's real. It's a yeah, it's a creepy pasta thing. Mm, that does but look any, like a creepy pasta. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, the point is, this other person showed her this picture, and she realized she was seeing that this picture was exactly like the thing she saw. Um. So he said that he caught it on his trail camera one town over, which is which is uh, not true. He was just playing a prank. I asked her to send me the picture, and then I sent it to Harley. He quickly replies, that's that fucking thing. I found out the picture was faked, but still I can't help but have my doubts. I researched the picture in Demons to find some answers and found nothing. Fast forward to October 2012. I'm on Facebook and I come across a page called Weird Effingham, Effingham, Illinois. I should have looked up how to pronounce this town name. It's okay. So, of course, I start combing through the entire page and I find reports of sightings around the cemetery of creatures with glowing eyes. Nothing as in-depth as what I saw, but still enough to tell me that we are not the only ones who have seen something like that out there. I research demons and paranormal some more. Still nothing. 2014, I'm scrolling through my Facebook news feed and the trail camera picture pops up. One girl I know posted on the wall of another girl I know. So I immediately commented my story on it. And when I go to the previous comments, I see that one of the girls were talking about seeing one. She replied to my comment and told me that she had seen it in the country in Effingham too, back in 2011. This guy we went to school with commented on the status too and said that he had a friend that was super into the occult and that she said they are called ghouls. So I went right into researching ghouls. What I find blows my freaking mind. Laura says there are cave dwellers. As I said previously, the Casbar cemetery is surrounded by caves. They go ahead. Oh, I said, Ooh, right. Ooh, yeah. Ghouls, cave dwellers. Uh, They feed on freshly dead and normally stay close to cemeteries to be close to food. They have been known to show themselves to humans when trying to get close to them to eat in times where fresh deceased bodies are scarce. I went to images of them and could only find illustrations, but they look like exactly what I saw that night. Everything I was reading falling perfectly into place lined up perfectly with my experience. I couldn't explain it away. Then last night, I came across a Reddit post with a story so similar to mine with just as much detail. This is one of my, the most incredible things that has ever happened to me. I will always search for more answers. Um, the, one of the best resources I could find was a Reddit community called r slash crawler sightings. And it's a community with over 14,000 members that's been around since 2016. Wow. And it's about the about section is crawler is a commonly a crawler is a commonly seen cryptid with pale skin, long limbs, and a tall, thin body. They are generally seen around eight feet tall if standing. There are stories of this creature all throughout America, and it has even inspired modern cultures such as Intel Dawn's Wendigo, the Rake, and Slenderman, which I actually would dispute uh, whether or not the crawler inspired Slenderman. Yeah, I don't. Slenderman was earlier, wasn't it? Well, I mean, crawler sightings have been going on for a long time, but uh, oh, okay. But just you know, we did that episode on Slenderman and um, sort of the creation of those first photos and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the rake is this other copy pasta monster that's very similar to these things. And did we talk about what a Wendigo is? Like maybe we should describe that. Well, it's not a Wendigo. Uh, right but i just meant like they said it was similar to and maybe like Uh, related to yeah terminologically crawlers sometimes get confused with skinwalkers just because sometimes they're called skin crawlers and so a skinwalker or a wendigo is a different a whole different thing a whole different mythology do you know do you know that off the top of your head i know oh a lot of yeah, there's a lot of lore and like there's a lot of like like Native American accounts of Wendigos that like when people um, engage in cannibalism or something, they they end up turning into these like really um, uh, grotesque creatures. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's different from a skinwalker. Though. Wendigo and a skinwalker. It is. I did. I yeah, just looked this oh, up. Oh, I thought day. they were the same. No, they're not. Oh well. They're often me. like thought of as being really similar, and I just looked. Th- oh, a skinwalker is like a witch type person, a person who chooses to look that way, like disguise themselves as animals. Um, yes, a skinwalker is someone who chooses to disguise himself as an animal. Um, it generally thought of as like a magical person, um, like not a. I, I think it's not supposed to be like a good person. It's supposed to be like an evil or like a witch person. But right. then a Wendigo is someone who has no control over it. It's kind of like a werewolf situation where they're kind of cursed. Yeah, I think we should do episodes on skinwalkers and Wendigos one day because yeah. I think That'd those be are cool. both really interesting. Oh, yeah, we could. There's definitely um, a lot of information on both of them. But they are not crawlers. Crawlers are a distinct cryptid, at least. That's what it seems to seems to be. Yeah. Um, okay. So I'll just read you a couple of accounts from the Reddit. And you can uh, freak out with me accordingly. Ready. So this is from user Mikasa517. Um, posted about 20 days ago. I tried to get something recent so that I wasn't just duplicating what the uh, what they covered on uh, Cryptid Keeper. <clears throat> the title is, I just found this sub and I am both relieved and horrified that I am not crazy. Details of my four sightings since I was eight below. I grew up on a 75 acre farm in East Texas. The Arc Latex. Whoa, that's a lot of acres. <laughs> Now that I'm an adult piecing all of these together, I realize (laughs) that this thing has been a part of my life much longer than I originally thought. My first ever sighting I can remember was when I was eight. It was probably 11 p.m. pitch black. I was crossing our bridge over a small creek to get to the fire pit only a few meters away. But before I could get there, I stopped in my tracks because I saw two red eyes staring back at me. I couldn't give you the exact height, but eight-year-old me could tell it was taller than my grandfather and therefore not my grandfather. And therefore I needed to haul ass in the opposite direction. I'm glad it wasn't his grandfather (laughs) just staring at him (laughs) out there. I quickly ran back to the house in tears and told him what had happened. He told me it was just spider eyes reflecting in the moonlight. What? No. That's the interpretation. <laughs> Wait, so like the spider is big enough where its eyes are like spaced far enough apart or it's two different spiders like perfectly. Maybe it's an enormous spider. <laughs> oh, but, which is, which is equally horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> Believing he knew all there was to know, I accepted this explanation and forgot about it until 2016. The second sighting I can recall is when I was 16 or so. Same plot of land just on the opposite end where my mother had decided to build her house. Around 7 p.m., I went for a walk down to my mother's pond. About halfway there, I see a white figure in the very top of a pine tree next to the pond. It quickly shuffled behind the foliage out of sight so I could see just the speckles of white peeking through. At first, I thought an albino raccoon. I was not at all scared. But something quickly turned my guts in my stomach and told me to turn around and head home. So I did and instantly was overwhelmed with crippling fear like that of sleep paralysis. I speed walked my way back to the house. Okay, I would be running if it was that scary. (laughs) I don't remember if I mentioned it to my mother at this point or at the fourth sighting, which was by far the scariest. The third time I saw it either the same year or the next, I was on my way to the pond again. This time it was between me and the pond on the ground on all fours. Here I had a pretty good visual and the best description I've been able to come up with is a very tall man in a full body white spandex suit. Again, I got scared. That is actually also very scary. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. None of these options are good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Melissa, this is going to your point about running. Again, I got scared and speed walked home. I never ran. Something always told me to not run. Oh, maybe it's like an instinct thing where like, you know how you're not supposed to run away from bears? Right, because then they'll uh, interpret it as your prey. Yeah. The fourth time I saw it was not long after the last two. It was around 10 p.m. and I realized I forgot to feed my horse. I walked out to his pen with my flashlight out. 
Before I got all the way there, I saw his eyes shining at me, so I excitedly skipped up to him. When I got near him, he made a very strange huffing noise I hadn't heard him make before. Mm-hmm. It was at this point that I heard rustling in a different area of the pen where I shined my light and I saw my horse. What was four what? feet in front of me was not my horse. What? Ah, I can't even. Ooh, my body. <laughs> Sorry. This, I feel like it, if I were him, I don't know if I would think it was a creature. Maybe he got a better look at it, but I'm picturing like this is just a crazy person who's really messing with him and doing all this crazy stuff to him, which both options are scary, but yes. that's animals, man. Ugh. My body went rigid and I had to fight every cell in my body to make my legs take me back to the house. When I made it back in, I went to tell my mother, but she had gone to bed. I waited the next day and told her everything. My mom's an avid believer in weird things like that, so she listened to me intently, and rather than telling me it was nothing, she told me that whatever it is, she cleansed and blessed the house, and it would go away. Now, I don't believe this thing is a ghost, so I don't think it can be cleansed out, but I didn't see it again for the remaining time I lived there, and I moved to a big city and forgot about it. Up until recently, and it's been on my mind quite a lot. Uh, I will be going home to see my mother soon. I certainly don't expect a sighting, nor do I want one. I always feel that the next time I see it will be my last or that it's an omen of death. I don't know. I do know that this creature had many, many opportunities to hurt me and did not. It just scared me shitless. I should also add that I mentioned this to one other person, a friend of mine, when I gave my friend its description, she became very upset and asked me to change the conversation. After some prying, she eventually told me that she had seen the same thing at a lake 30 minutes from my house and that it had chased her and another girl on all fours. Oh, Oh, my God. She again asked to change the conversation and never mention it again. If anyone else in the East Texas area is in this sub and has seen this creature, I'd love to hear about it. As much as it scares me, I still struggle uh, with convincing myself that it was real. Uh, don't like so, that. So there's been times where it was in a tree. There's been times where it's been on the ground kind of hiding in brush. That to me kind of tells me it's like agile. It yeah. can climb. It's quick. It's going to do some creepy stuff. I don't know. I don't like the sound of any of this. There's no escaping hmm. this creature. Ooh, wow. That was... That was creepy. I'll read one shorter account. I'm ready. This is called, uh, this is on r slash paranormal. It was cross posted onto r slash crawler sightings. We got a cross post. (laughs) And the, and the, um, the uh, title is rake Wendigo crawler. Help me. Uh, from Tyler Whitney 0327. I saw the rake or something like something that I call the rake. I can't tell you what it was. I was driving late at night in the Rocky Mountains in Colorado. I live 30 miles south of Alamosa, Colorado. I was driving on a back road with my buddy, taking him home near my house. It was about 12 a.m. Out of nowhere, this thing appeared in the headlights in the middle of the road. It was crouching over some roadkill. It was humanoid. It was pale. It looked like it had no ears. It looked like a Wendigo from Until Dawn. Looked like it was seven feet tall. Abnormally long arms. No ears, no nose, and some nasty teeth. It wasn't skinny, but its skin was tight with ribs visible. And like long long claws on the end of its hands. I was barely able to dodge it with my truck as I was driving considerably fast. As I swerved around it, it seemed like time slowed down, and it looked up from the roadkill it was eating and stared at me as I passed. Its eyes were yellow. I immediately break and yell at my friend, what the fuck did you see that? His eyes were wide with fear, and he nods at me. I throw the truck in reverse, but when I approach this roadkill, it was gone. And he claims to have seen it too. So I know I'm not crazy. When I was a kid, I read a lot of stories about the rake. I know the rake isn't real, so maybe they invented a creature that already existed. Maybe it's a cave creature like in The Descent. 
If you have any questions, please ask. I've been doing a lot of research. I want to find out what this is. I've been obsessed with him. I need answers. I won't stop looking for him. So, so do they wow. typically like have no nose? Is that what they're known for? I know I, the other ones haven't mentioned the nose, and I've been wondering right. like, the situation with the face. For some reason, this story in particular, I think it was because of that, reminded me of Voldemort. Yeah, very like Voldemort is kind of the <laughs> less refined Voldemort. So, do you guys want to think about some explanations? Yes. I want to think about some explanations. So there was a couple things posted on the um, Reddit forum uh, where people gave their theories. One, I saw a skeleton of a gibbon. So G-I-B-B-O-N, like the, the, the type of primate. And what was so interesting about it is its arms were way, were very long, went almost down to the ankles, you know? So they were pointing to these structures, like the, the sort of skeletal structure of a lot of primates that really um, mirrored what people were, were saying about this, this crawler, right? Having really elongated limbs. Well, a lot, of, um, a lot of primates have limbs that look like that. Mm-hmm. And there was this one post from a biologist or a zoologist in crawler sightings and the title is a scientist's view on crawlers they said i am a zoologist working in natural working in a natural history museum and my job is literally to describe new species since i found this sub and read a lot of threads on here i wanted to give you some of my thoughts on crawlers from a scientific point of view what first struck me is the consistency of all the descriptions of the animal throughout the reported sightings which contributes to make it credible in my opinion as well as the restricted geographical distribution of the sightings, i.e. they are not seen all over the world, but mostly in North America, which is consistent with a real animal having a natural distribution area. So here, some on here found a correlation between the presence of caves and crawler sightings. I find this particularly interesting since crawlers seem to present the most, most of the characteristics that evolved in cave species, namely loss of skin pigmentation, elongation of the limbs, reduction or loss of the eyes, the slow metabolism due to lack of food, which agrees with the reported emaciated body and nocturnal foraging behavior. From the descriptions, it seems that crawlers are bipedal humanoids. So we can assume that this animal would probably be a primate, except for humans, there are no apes in America. So they evolved separately in the old world. So crawlers or as they evolved separately in the old world. So crawlers would be members of the Platyrrhini, a group compromising all the extant American monkeys. Monkeys are now absent from North America, but they used to live there until the end of the Eocene period about 33 million years ago, when climate changes led them to disappear from there but become restricted to tropical areas. But maybe some individuals found refuge or were trapped in cave systems around this time and evolved to become the crawlers. Caves are indeed known to serve as refuges for animal groups that disappeared from the surface. To date, only the only vertebrates that have been found living in caves are some fish and a few amphibians. If the existence of a cave dwelling primate in North America was proven to be true, it would be a huge breakthrough. One, as the first known cave mammal ever, and two, as the only known primate in North America. Now imagine a hairless and tailless spider monkey. Wouldn't it make a convincing crawler? And then they have a picture of a spider monkey there. You can see with the the long arms, if it didn't have any Mm. hair or it didn't have a tail. So I don't know. I find that really interesting. Um, and then one last thing, uh, there was a user, it's actually the penned post in the group. A user um, made a map of North America with all the North American sightings. And it kind of follows the mammoth cave system, plus a, a couple things on the West Coast and then a few in Florida. Yeah, so um, a primate species that has evolved in the caves of North America to become 
uh, uh, frightening, terrifying, nocturnal hunters and foragers that emerge out of the caves to terrorize us. That is the crawlers. That's what do you kind think? of a terrifying thought. And I just wonder one thing too, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I just wonder one thing too, like evolutionarily speaking, do things that live in tight cramped spaces, do they evolve to become larger? Like these eight feet tall or would they become smaller? That's what I'm just wondering. Like I, it, to me, that step doesn't necessarily make sense, but I could see why they would be pale and stuff and have those types of characteristics. I'm not sure what use a monkey or primate has for going into a cave because I don't know what food they would have. Um, so that's those are my issues with this explanation. Cool. I don't I don't have enough science to to comment. Hmm. Well, I do think it's nice and creepy and interesting. Anna Marie, what do you think? Yeah, that's um, this is a very scary cryptid to me. Like, I mean, cryptids are creepy in general, obviously, but um, I don't tend to like really freak out or get scared by them. But th- this is different. I don't know. I, I think the the mammoth cave system in general just freaks me out. So, um, and just like the mysteries of the unknown and the darkness. Yeah beneath the ground in the cave. Sorry, I thought of a response to you, Melissa. Yes, I would like to hear it. One reason you might go to caves is not only to to find food and resources, but also, and perhaps primarily, to avoid predators. And protection from, like, the elements. Yeah, so... A cave, especially, is a very consistent, um, a very consistent climate, very consistent, uh, uh, like temperature and everything else. So, if you, you know, if you go down into the caves and you start evolving as a cave dweller and like come back up to forage and stuff, you know, I could see it. I don't know. I could see it as well, but I just think that like things that live in the cave, like in caves, they don't they don't typically spend all their time there. And if they do, then they might have the features described. Um, But then if they don't, they still have to be able to navigate um, outside of the cave, which makes me wonder why they wouldn't have fur um, if it was a primate, because then it wouldn't, caves are kind of cold generally. That's my understanding. Maybe they're not, but um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're ultra terrestrials. That's always that's the that's the go-to. Yeah, no matter what, if we don't know what it is, why not? But I do like this idea of like maybe wouldn't it be neat to think about um, this this civilization of cave-dwelling primates, not too different from us, um, just kind of hidden from view because they live in this like hidden world just right below us. And like they could come out and they would be all creepy and they could grab you or kill you or eat your, you know, deceased relatives right from the, the <laughs> graveyard. Um, but yeah, kind of terrifying. Mm-hmm. There's a whole world underneath us. Yeah. And maybe that's one of the reasons they're so scary is like, it's kind of uncanny how similar they are to humans because what other primate, is hairless like us they're humanoid but they also have strange features and like their morphology of like their limbs and all that yeah mm-hmm. well i got very upset researching this so um i'm sure next time we get around to my pick we'll do some more cave stuff I think we're done. I think so. Great. Great job. That was, um, I feel really bad now. So you succeeded. (laughs) I actually feel happy and comforted knowing that I'm nowhere near a cave right now. (laughs) Sorry. There's one thing that I completely forgot, but I think it's worth mentioning. Um, there was a story I forgot to tell. Uh, but it wasn't a story. It was just this painting that this person did when they were like a kid and they took a picture of it and said that 
that's what they used to see outside of their window and it looked just like a just like a a crawler and then their mom i guess confirmed that she used to see it too now i'm really upset (laughs) sorry i had to make it heavy before we leave no i'm glad you shared that (laughs) that's oh again that is on the that is on the uh uh crawler sightings reddit uh so apparently they look through your window too Thanks for listening to Weird, Obscure, and Possibly Unsafe. This podcast belongs to the Cinepunks Podcasting Network. You should check out their website, cinepunks.com. That's C-I-N-E-P-U-N-X.com for more information about this podcast and other cool podcasts and other uh, writing. You can find us on Instagram uh, at Weird Obscure Podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Weird Obscure Pod. And if you have scary stories to email us, uh, real encounters that you've had that are weird, obscure, or possibly unsafe, paranormal, cryptid, UFO, whatever, uh, email us at weirdobscurepodcast at gmail.com. And maybe your tale will make it on the next listener episode yeah we had so much fun reading the uh stories that came in for our halloween episode so please yeah we'd love to read more and uh thanks matt baker for the artwork yeah thanks matt all right i think that's it bye bye okay bye